Resonant Truth presents Natural Time, Mayan Astrology for a Modern Age. I'm Lisa Starr. I was raised in the faith of the Mayan sacred calendars. These ancient cycles have been resurrected for a modern audience and called Natural Time, in part because our year of uneven month lengths is, by comparison, really unnatural. I am not here to lead any kind of revolt against the Gregorian calendar, but I do want to bring the Mayan alternative to light, and I want you to know about Mayan astrology, where the passage of time and your birthday within it has deep mystical and magical significance according to indigenous spirituality. I am passionate, I am transparent, and I am emotionally available, if not volatile. And that's because I'm a blue overtone storm. You can find out what you are at ResonantTruth.com. Today on the Zolkin Count is called Blue Overtone Monkey, and it is the fifth day of the Blue Hand Wave Spell, and it is the Galactic Moon Day 27. So it's really the end of the Galactic Moon, and this will be the last primary discussion of it and we have to anticipate the next moon the solar moon that is to come so if you're a relatively new listener the galactic moon is the eighth moon that's it's just the word that we're using for the mayan like stage or count that is eighth of 13 and that the year is divided up into 13 months or we call them moons and it starts July 26th. So we're in the last days of the eighth moon, eight out of 13, just like think eighth month. It's like August in Mayan time, and we're finishing the year up July 24th. So it's a really big inverse because even though it's not six months different, it's definitely the difference between starting a year in the summer or starting one in the winter. Speaking of the northern hemisphere, I mean, regardless of the hemisphere, they're opposite. But we happen to, in the north, celebrate the Mayan year as starting in abundance. And of course, the Mayan territories are in the northern hemisphere. The abundance of summer, like harvest and light and ease. Days are long. If you don't have electricity in particular, it's really abundant to be in the summer. So we have a year that is oriented to starting in a place of like affluence and finishing in the same space and in the Gregorian year we have like a contemplation of starting in darkness and um, maybe the most struggle and feeling that light is out there on the horizon line the distance to give us hope if we aim for it so there are two different frequencies and uh, we're exploring this one that nobody knows about here the one where we start in the summertime so our year is coming through the spring now to the spring and we'll push its way back to summer as we close it up it's not time to close it yet because we really have yeah we have five moons left eight down five to go and we're kind of in the middle or the front middle of the blue hand wave spell. 
I want to say from the very outset here that I am the exact guide on this podcast. Blue Overtone Monkey is guided by Blue Overtone Storm. I am a Blue Overtone Storm, and this is the one day in the Zolkin that I am really in charge. (laughs) I might say something really groundbreaking and profound, or I can just show you that uh, when you're having a lot of fun and feeling empowered, which is sort of the um, vernacular for Blue Overtone Monkey, you're being led by some like transformative and I mean, I'm trying to think of what, yeah, Blue Storm is transformative. Let's just leave it at that. You're led by some transformation when you're in your best childlike monkey self. I was just on the phone with my dad, who is a red crystal earth, and he was planning a trip, which is very red earth. And he's quite old, I think. He's 80, 81. And I was just giving him a little tiny bit of advice, which is funny, right? When your parents become like somehow more dependent on you. And, and he took it. And I thought, that's so cool. Not only is the patriarchy ending, and he's willing to like be led at all, but on this particular day, my advice really struck him as meaningful, and I had not intended to be using my day uh, for that kind of an accomplishment. I should have actually dug deeper. I should have aimed for like him changing his will or something, but <laughs> instead it was about dinner plans. So uh, I am also just disclaiming that I talked to someone who doesn't follow the calendar right as I was sitting down to do this. So I am like having to bring myself back to the mystical, atmospheric experience that we share here. And Blue Hand, the wave spell, let's start with that. The problem with Blue Hand, the wave spell, to me, is that I'm not getting a lot done. And I feel disappointed. I feel like nothing enables me to get a lot done anymore. I've just entered a time span of my life or like hormonal flux where I'm just not very dynamic when it comes to the old to-do list. I'm very in some alternate flow where I have these little blips of enthusiasm and drive and a lot of time when I'm not really sure what's important to do next. And I've lost a lot of conviction that it's important to do anything. (laughs) So, and I don't mean that from a lazy place, but just like, well, I just don't think that's going to be useful to anyone if I do that. I'm sort of looking at like service industry pastimes where I'm certain someone needs it because they're asking for it, but do they need another book? Do they need another podcast? Do they need a piece of art? I'm not convinced. So what is Blue Hand then? Hopefully you're getting a lot done and having this experience of accomplishment start to really come together. It's only the fifth day. It's the overtone day. And it seems to me that that could increase rapidly starting now. There could be some drive and focus and fixation on productivity Um, I think the blue hand wave spell without that is focused on knowing, as I said, last podcast, it's sort of like the tagged on at the end of the three words for blue hand. One is to accomplish or accomplishment. One is 
healing to heal and then the other is knowing to know and I think that the one at the very end the essence is overlooked sometimes you think about blue hand as being so much about healing and accomplishment but to know things like I just did like I don't not knowing is sort of a kind of a knowing just depending how your brain creates things are you creating things that are lacking or full half full half empty I'm half empty for sure so I don't know something I I I think anyway I can't even express it but maybe my knowing that not a lot of people are reading anymore not a lot of people are um, buying art allows me to reflect on what I want to do with my life if I know that these old channels aren't as open. So that seems like an example of knowingness. So what do you know? What are you knowing? Oh, I know. I know some good stuff. It's much easier for me to talk about what's lacking because I don't have to like protect anything really special, but I know that I am loved deeply loved so that's great to walk into this wave spell and perhaps have had some doubts over the you know red dragon which I felt like I was underwater in utero and white wizard which just has so many external challenges like gnarly influences coming and tainting like everyday living like these ogres that live under bridges and fairy tales grabbing at our ankles so like we got through that and here we are blue hand feels very uh everyday rudimentary and human to me not off the wall and so it's nice to settle into kind of everyday living and find out that it's safer than it was in the white wizard time and that I have more maturity or grace than I did when I was an infant in utero etc in the red dragon time those are wave spells that I remember recently and just feeling a little adrift here in the karma and blue hand I feel adrift but I don't feel I'm imbalanced I don't feel like I'm losing my mind and that's because there's so much acuity of our mind in blue hand that even though it's the hand, I talked a lot about the antlers of a deer that are also represented by this time, and that it's so much about hand-eye coordination, the relationship of our mm, sight and our intent and our wishfulness coming mechanized by our brain activity, our insight, our um, you know, our desire, our aspiration to get our hands involved so we can create something that's really an important part of this time i hope by the end of this wave spell which is my guiding time today i'm the guide but this wave spell guides me i'm guided by blue hand i hope that i know more about what i should be accomplishing and healing actually so what can we anticipate we have a week we have eight days of blue hand left so there's lots of time to explore i'll be back talking about it a couple of times but i guess i just want to remind you take you out of my story and just remind you that it is a good time if you can if you can 
kind of pick or notice a project that's important to you, it's really easy, I think, despite what I've already said, to engage with it and get it done. It really is. I mean, I have all these like, oh, in my mind, I'm always comparing my accomplishment to the two years I worked on my house every day when I was uh, cranked up on caffeine and sugar, essentially, not other illicit drugs, but I've never been into illicit drugs. So it was a total relapse into like terrible uh, self-care in order to just be a machine renovating a house by myself. So that was off the rails and shouldn't be a norm. So I just compare like a blue hand wave spell to that time. And I'm nowhere near that, but I am doing some work on the house still. And I am finding that I'm efficient and good at it in this time. So do you have a version of that? Do you? Do you have a version of that? I guess I'm going to try to talk about the galactic moon which has left me very embittered about the tone because it's been kind of a difficult moon. I think it seems really obvious to me that once the galactic moon hit, it like upped the ante on how much bandwidth I had. We had, question mark. Like to be in integrity whilst the culture has fallen off, you know, isn't even close to the edge, has fallen off the edge in terms of a lack of integrity. Culturally, I'm including myself, like just much more impatient, much more intolerant, much more defensive, much more offensive, much more give zero fucks. So integrity and the moon of celebrating it um, work against all that. That's like, it's like a, a dam broke and we have this giant rushing, coursing, flow of released tension and released power water right in that image and it's really hard to swim against that it's also hard to not get swept away by it so that's where a lot of us have found ourselves so to step into the galactic moon is like a huge rewind back to like way when before and it's impossible to get all the way back there right now it's too their breach has been too large. So instead, we just are kind of reminded. It's like, uh, I remember when things were more normal. I hate to use that word, but uh, and I hate to sound old and feel old. Like back when I was a little younger, I just feel like we were less rude. And so I felt like this moon... Um, has a lot of sorrow within it as well like why is it so hard for me to be in integrity why have I come so far out of it and fighting with myself with the energy supporting integrity right now the galactic tone means acting from a place of wholeness like trying to meet that and rise to it and be whole all of a sudden was a muscle I haven't been developing as much so now that it's ending, I can say that mostly the exercise of returning to kind of another way of viewing things feels very fraught 
as if there is no safe place to land, as if there's no one who has that wholeness. I'm not saying that people used to be whole. I think people were in a lot of denial and then it just got very explosive, like more, more, more denial here and then others coming out of denial about that. And then everyone just sort of being in their lower uh, survivalistic aspects of self just fighting to survive like that's sort of the tone now and so in this galactic moon just like I don't know that there's you know anyone who isn't in their lower self of course there are people in their higher selves 100% a lot of times when I talk to them I can feel some relief, but I also sometimes I'm like, oh, I feel a little bit of concern that you're not actually paying attention. And then I have to spend time questioning myself. Am I paying too much attention? Are we forced to pay too much attention because the internet shows us so much information that's not been in our reach, but we can reach across the world and, you know, through every uh, corner, nook and cranny of it and see images from it. So we know so much more. So Maybe it's cool that people ignore that or don't know, but I end up sort of feeling like it doesn't seem sane to ignore it, you know? So the galactic moon might usually be a touchstone for getting towards that thing that felt like sanity before when people could rise above and be noble and be kind of holy. You know, this is, you know, they have a grace within their reach. They would have the golden rule within their reach. That's something I've always said about the galactic tone. It's like, do unto others as you would have them do unto you is very much descriptive of this tone. And that feels sort of impossible to me. And that the breakage is that if I do unto others as I would, I guess it's not do unto others as you do unto yourself, but do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Uh, a lot of us are so broken from trauma, mistreated, right, abused, that we inherited self-abuse from that, the pattern of it. We imitated what we felt or saw. And so we have really strong, harmful ways of being with ourselves, whether it's overt self-condemnation and punishing or just like low self-esteem or you don't aspire to do to that to to do too much in any case so many people have that problem it's so pervasive now that it's um to do unto others as you would have them do unto you like our uh calculus for what that is is off I would have them be like, nice, I guess, you know, <laughs> instead of I would have them respect me. And I would have them, you know, treat me as if I were a child of God and worthy of their respect. I already said that. But you know, like, that's as much as I can imagine, because it's not my skill set at all to have like a really strong, positive, grace filled empowerment is not what I learn. I learn like, do unto others as I would have just like don't hurt me kind of leave me be so I can try to hold my own thing together don't be all up in my space so I really see that I see that everywhere I see that everywhere I think one thing about being my generation which is I'm 54 I was born in 68 I grew up in the 70s which is pivotal like that was a crazy time to be a child 
I think that, you know, they thought of us as Gen X and that we were super quiet or recessed. We didn't accomplish a lot. Speaking of blue hand, speaking of the galactic tone, well, we were all fractured by things that we saw that were groundbreaking to our parents, but kind of inappropriate for us. Not every kid, but I was in California. And I think a lot of kids, though, um, wherever you were, the 70s were really oversexed and oversold. And like the dream of the 60s kind of like came apart in the 70s. And everyone felt that Vietnam was super heavy, etc. So in any case, like Gen X people weren't super achievers, we were slackers. And I just like come around to like, yeah, we just didn't have the self esteem to go get it, you know, <laughs> you have to have like a lot of self love, and then you can do great things, I think. But I feel like because we were like, we were our own breakthrough, our parents did all like the psychedelic breakthrough. And then my generation did the whole breakthrough on mental health. And so uh, we have brought into the world that you can be like mentally ill without needing to be institutionalized, but it can still incapacitate and be a lifelong struggle. And the generations after us now, like mental health is just an everyday theme. So you, you're welcome that we brought that <laughs> revolution to Western civilization. Now, that was a little bit of a detour because I am conceiving of a different kind of podcast that's more um, the clairvoyant angle. I am a clairvoyant and I do love this astrology more than anything, but I want to have permission to reach a bigger audience, even if it's not more people. I just want it to be a little broader in topic and I think that will be coming up and it'll be in this feed because I do not of course have the bandwidth or the sense of accomplishment to do like another website so you'll see it and you can bypass it but there'll be some overlap where I you don't have to bypass it though you could enjoy it you might but I will be talking more about using my clairvoyant eye to speak about the culture these days um I used to want to write about it but guess what? Nobody's reading, no one's publishing. I know that now. Thank you, Blue Hand Wave Spell. I know that. Um, okay, so do you want me to talk about the solar moon? I feel like I kind of owe people <laughs> that next step. We made it through, essentially, the galactic moon, everything I've just described. That was a lot of work. Good job. It does create wholeness in us, like we are stitched back together in the galactic moon every year. And you and I have been repaired in some way. Holism has returned to our being. You can see evidence of that if you look around. Some part of your life, you'll be like, oh yeah, that is actually, that's true. And now the, th the thesis statement is that there's a progression to the moons just as there is through every wave spell of 13 days, 13 moons and 13 years. The progression is essentially upward to a certain point, to the peak of a wave. And we need each stage to just build a kind of a strength. Like, I don't want to make us into machines, but I could say we're like searchers or athletes like we're climbing against 
gravity. We're gaining altitude based on our like harnessing the power around us. Like we are blending with some kind of power that's driving us in a direction that's cross purposes with being sentient. So it's an aspiration to be enlightened and we're fighting for it. And we're also being carried. We're being aware that we don't have to do it with our own strength, but we have to kind of do the preparatory steps as we follow the guidance. So to go back to the resonant tone, the resonant moon, say, which is usually January, it's always January, it's like the 10th of January uh, until February, but that's a time where we are getting really clear, like in our channel between heaven and earth, we let our bodies be open and we receive and we're cleansed, we're cleaned out and meditative and super psychic. And then when we have the galactic moon, we kind of like wake up to the things that we were psychic about and everything else that happened previous in this year and we kind of fuse that as well but it's still a bit of a pause I would say the wave is never not rising but we don't have to be so invested in that we get used to it you get your sea legs for uh, this climb And then all of a sudden, when we get the solar moon starting Tuesday, anytime we're in the solar tone, things are on fire. And it means that instead of being in the inactive phase of kind of pulling things inward or reweaving ourselves, pulling things from here and below, we are instead much more um, in only aiming. And that's the permission that the solar tone, the solar moon gives us is to aim the whole time uh, that we pass through it for the sun. And there's other ways I like to talk about the solar tone. Like we speak the language of the sun. We are solar in the solar tone and solar moon, which means we are sun-like in that time. We are like the sun ourselves. That means we're getting really close to our goal of meeting God which is different than dying, but it's about enlightenment here on earth. How do we do that, you know? And when people are themselves solar, like their Mayan birthday means they were born on a solar day and they hold the tone as part of their birth astrology, they're very intention-setting people. They're very fiery. Fiery doesn't have to mean angry, you know what I mean? It's more like fired up, let's go. I have a great idea. I've developed an idea. I want to see it through. How do we get this done? Let's do it. Let's try. It's like the mindset of the solar tone and solar people. And so that's what's coming up for us in this solar moon. We have just a lot of aspiration and intention. And we have a lot behind us. That's what I mean about the progression. We have eight moons, um, whatever the math is, eight times 28 days. It's 280 minus 56, which is 224, I think. 224 days behind us of climbing or getting ourselves like at a speed where we're rising with not so much effort. And now we, we get empowered by the sun. You know, again, like sun shining on us gives us fortitude and 
the sun that we're aiming for is so much closer. We're up there in the ethers, you know, the outer limits of the atmosphere, where only the sun is um, in our sights. And that's all metaphoric and poetic somewhat, but the way it feels is just like, okay, I know what I want to do. I got to get it done. I'm actually hoping that's what it feels like because I'm so adrift. I don't know what I should be doing. My brain is fried. My body is tired. But I'm guessing that there'll be more heat and clarity and drive, will, will, human will, but fused with divinity because that's what we've been doing for two moons we've been letting divinity channel through us bore a hole through us as it were clean us out fill us with divine uh, inspiration and then we've been also letting it heal us re-refuse us put us back together in this last moon and now we should be good to go we should be like little sun beings ourselves uh, but it's exhausting. I mean, that's my recollection of like, okay, it's good I've been kind of lazy for the last moon or so because things do get very busy and driven is one word, but more just like on fire, you know, when we get to the solar moon. I really have no idea. I'm too tired. I'm too uncertain, but I hope and believe that's what's coming. It starts on Tuesday. Blue Hand Wave Spell continues, and I'll be back soon. I'm Lisa Starr. I am another yourself. And in Mayan, we say, in the cash. <laughs>